6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Right now, though, want to talk about something that I knew nothing about for a very, very long time. Now, think back when you were, like, in, in high school. Did you learn anything about personal finance? I know I sure didn't, and my parents could certainly attest to that. Well, what about your kids, your grandkids? Have you been teaching them anything about financial literacy? Did you do any of the teaching? In May, Alberta announced it's investing $5 million in basic financial literacy education programs for students in grades 3 to 12 over the next three years. Now, the Canadian Foundation for Economic Education is one of three organizations that the province is partnering with, and the president of the foundation, Gary Rabior, joins us now. Gary, welcome to the show. Thank you. Nice to be with you. Nice to have you. Boy, oh boy, you have been in this field for decades and you've been advocating for financial. Not to, I'm not trying to age you or anything, Gary, but you, it's true. Like four decades you've been doing this for. You've been advocating for financial literacy. How have you seen it change over the years and, and seen the mindset maybe in schools especially change over the years? Well, it's interesting when you say that you never had it growing up. You can join almost every other adult that exists. <laughs> uh, whenever I tell anybody what I do for a living, without exception, they always say, I wish I had had that. Mm-hmm. I think every parent recognizes the importance of it for their kids. And I think part of the reason for the change is not only the, the fact that I think the departments and ministries of education are realizing its importance, but there's a lot of increased, I think, messaging from parents that this is important for our kids. And when you look at life skills that are going to be relevant for them later on when they're out there making decisions and they look at the various things that they're learning about in school financial literacy stacks up pretty well Uh, when they get out there they're going to be making tons of decisions almost on a daily basis and there are so many others out there trying to influence the decisions of our young people today that we really have to prepare them how to make good decisions and how to stick with it so gary why hasn't it been a priority in schools over the years I think there's a number of reasons. One is that everybody sort of recognizes that historically uh, curriculum is a zero-sum game. If you're going to put something in, what comes out? Mm. And that's always a strongly debated uh, aspect. The other thing is is that it's not an area in which uh, the departments and ministries and their personnel have expertise. We have never trained our teachers Mm -hmm. in how to teach about financial and economic matters. And so when you bring a new discipline like that into the system, the consequence of change and the challenge of change is really significant. And I do apply quite honestly, the the province of Alberta for recognizing that to bring about such change is going to involve a fairly significant investment and also to involve other groups that have been doing it for some time and have expertise because none of the provinces across the country actually have internal expertise to any degree in this area. And if you're going to bring about change, you should hopefully work with some who can help you save a lot of time, not reinventing the wheel and learn from what those organizations have learned over time. Gary, what do you say to folks who say, okay, well, shouldn't just the parents be teaching this sort of stuff? Well, I think uh, the parents should certainly be involved in it. And one of the things that we often find is the parents tell us that, who am I to teach my kid about money? I didn't know anything about it. I made all these mistakes as I went along. And we always tell parents that makes you the best teacher because if you've learned from mistakes, you can help your kids avoid those mistakes. And the other thing about this is that the relationship between a teacher and a student is different than between a parent and a child. And where the teacher can teach the student, a parent can have a much more natural interaction with their kids about money. It can be a fun and engaging and on 
ongoing thing. And the resources, for example, that we do for parents recognize that and they involve watching a movie or looking at a TV show or taking a trip or doing a craft, something that is a sort of natural experience between a parent and a child that lends itself to having discussions about money. You don't want to sit them down at the dining room table and, you know, tonight we're going to learn about the pros and cons of credit cards. I mean, it's just not going to work. And so you have to recognize that, but I think parents are increasingly wanting to play a role in this area in their kids' lives, and I think they're recognizing it's not rocket science. There's resources out there that they can learn from and that can help them very much complement whatever's done at school with their own kids. Well, Gary, and I think here's, you know, one of the challenges, right? You know, you have someone uh, like me who never learned anything about uh, finances in, in, in high school, struggled through college. Uh, my first job, you know, through the 90s, wasn't making much money, was just out, you know, having fun all the time. Didn't really learn it. You know, it's not like I'm going to turn around and try to give my boys, you know, the, the, my, you know my financial tips because I'm thinking yeah. that they could probably get much better ones from somewhere else. Yeah, well, I think, you know, to that end, if uh, any of your listeners are interested in it, one of the websites we've developed for this program is called Building Futures in Alberta. And if they go there, there are resources that make money and youth and Finlit 101 that teachers, that parents can learn from and help their kids learn from as well. It's really not hard, it's not difficult, and they can really play a part using those resources with their kids. So um, despite the fact that uh, a lot of provinces in this country and Canada itself has a long way to to uh, build on teaching financial literacy. When you take a look at Canada compared to other countries around the world, where do we stand on that front? Uh, well, there are some actual inter- international studies that have been done, and one that is done by the OECD in Paris as part of their PISA study, which compares international education in science, language, and math. They've also included financial literacy. And happily, when they last did that, Canada came in second among the studies of young people's capability in financial literacy. It's not anything to really boast about, though, because mm. um, a lot of the other countries are not doing very well at all. I mean, it, it is to compliment Canada that we're doing more than most, and we're making progress in this area but it should be an indication of something to motivate us to do more not be complacent that hey we're okay gary rabior is the president of the canadian foundation for economic education joining us this afternoon gary um is it ever too late to learn probably not Oh, never, and it's never too early. I think both both apply. I mean, we have resources for kids age four or five and whatever, wow. and we also have resources now for seniors, and one of the important resources I think we have developed is one to help seniors have discussion with their adult children about money because there's so many, I think, un- unheld discussions between those generations of important discussions that should be had, and I think uh, we've got a whole resource now together to help support and, and encourage conversations between seniors and their adult children because uh, I think there's a lot that could be done there. Gary, I want to leave my listeners here with uh, some, some, some food for thought, some things that they can think about and maybe apply in, in their own family. What, what would be your top tips uh, for, let's say, parents on how to talk to their kids about money? Well, you know, it's funny because I get asked that question a lot, and it's an important question, you know, about what's the most important thing, and some might think, oh, it's credit cards or something like that. I really share with parents that if they can help instill, even from a young age, a sense of self-efficacy in their kids, and all that means is instill in your child 
the fact that they can set a goal and believe they can achieve it. And it might be starting to save her toy, even at a young age, but if you can instill within a young person this belief in themselves that I have the power to achieve a goal I set, almost everything you want for financial literacy is there. They will learn to set goals. They will make trade-offs. They will create a budget. They'll know where their money's going. They'll do all of this if they believe they are empowered to achieve a goal they set for themselves. And if I could share anything with your parents, uh, no matter what age your kid is, try and help instill within them this confidence in themselves that they can achieve a goal they set. They'll ask the questions that they need to ask to get the answers. They'll do what they need to do to make it a success. And I honestly can't think of anything relatedly that's more important to related to financial management than having that belief in oneself. Gary, love it. Thank you for making the time for us this afternoon. I sure appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, take care. Gary Rabior joining us this afternoon. Again, the president of the Canadian Foundation for Economic Education. You can find out a lot of you know great information on that website. But uh, yeah, I think you know for a lot of us, and certainly you know my age, I'm 50 years old, 50-ish. Um, you know, we I didn't learn any of that stuff. And and you know my brother and I were kind of on our own from the time we were like 15, 16 years old. We just kind of rolled through it and hoped for the best.